All right, friends and loyal listeners, I cannot even tell you how amazed and super excited I am about this month and our giveaways leading up to our 200th episodes. You guys have been absolutely amazing and I want you to keep it up. So here's the deal. I just want to give you a recap of what's been going on. So first week we had a gift coupon that went out from One Less Car Shop. So they gave out a free gift coupon to go shopping in her store and she's in a UK based. Now week two we gave away an amazing cycling cap from No Gods No Masters to a lucky individual woman who put in a review for the podcast and that's how you guys can win. All you have to do is these three things. Follow the Instagram page for the podcast, share the Instagram page for the podcast, and go to Apple Podcasts and write a review. I will be picking the winners from the reviews. So please put your Instagram handle so I can go back and check that you followed and shared the podcast. So, and this week... Barry Roubaix, Matt Acker has been so generous in giving a free registration to a lucky female. Why females? Well, it's to draw more women into cycling events like this. What do you think? Anyways, I'm super jazzed about this because I think I'm actually going to make the event and cross over the border. I'm crossing my fingers that's going to be able possible and go experience this epic event that is one of the largest gravel events in the world they say so let's recap how do you get um how do you get to win you have to follow the podcast on instagram so secrets from the saddle podcast you have to share the podcast and you go to apple listen to the episodes and write a review i mean you don't have to listen but it's always beneficial we have so many amazing titles and guests in there plus my own coaching segments um and you know what's even more cool about this is that I've been engaging in some of the guests who have shops or actual physical products or like events, uh, race registrations to give out as gifts for the giveaway. And so that's what's super cool. It's just the collaboration that's been happening. And also I want to um, remind you that you can still win. If you write a review now and you don't win this week, you can win next week, the following week or the following week. And plus our grand prize is, um, I have two grand prizes. One goes out to all the winners. There's a, somebody gets picked there. And then the second one goes out to one lucky individual who put out a review. So you could still win in the grand prize. And so I'm looking for more and more reviews to get out on our podcast because you know what that does? It helps drive our podcast to the top. And, you know, I just want the pot, I want the, the cycling podcast to get out to more people. It's just, um, a really good way and, um, to share all things cycling, right? So that's what I wanted to share with you. Um, we're doing this all the way up to our hundredth episode on March 11th. And that's when the grand prize draws our gift giveaways is going to happen. Please remember, follow, share, and review, and have yourself an amazing day because you are an amazing individual and enjoy this episode. All right, welcome back for another episode of Secrets from the Saddle, all things cycling podcast with your host, Sylvie Deu, and we're talking to Stylish, um, who is in um, Lucerne, yeah, Lucerne, Sierra Leone, Africa, and um, if you haven't already listened to the bike series episode with him about his Tour de Lusar, uh, which is episode 177, please go back and listen to that episode. It's amazing. So the reason why we ha had to talk with this gentleman is he's um, 90 years, uh, 90, 29 years yeah. old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, born in Kabbalah, north part of Sierra Leone. Presently, he is living in Lusar and he works on the village bicycle project and runs the tour to Lusarn, which is one of the biggest cycling events in Africa. Silas was born in 
and organizer. Um, three years back, he won the country's Young Philanthropist of the Year Award. And we're going to just dive right into that because he's doing some amazing things um, in his country and, well, more so around like Sierra Leone. Um, a recognition of his work over the last six years running a feeding program in Lusarn every August when the constant torrential rain makes it impossible to harvest crops, a lot of people in Lusarn go hungry. Last year, he provided a thousand neighborhood kids, making them attend math and English lessons in exchange for a meal. <laughs> I love that. That was yeah. a great, that's a great idea. It's so not he, in my really. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to talk about that. My and his income it, um, is a country uh, manager for bicycle uh, village bicycle projects, so BB uh, BBP, um, a U.S.-based charity that focuses on sustainable bicycle transportation in Africa. He delivers or they deliver workshops all around the country, teaching people, particularly women and girls, how to ride bikes. He's also part um, of the bike, the World Bike uh, Relief Organization that helps get bikes into um, Africa. So welcome, Stylish. Oh my gosh, we have so much to talk about. I can't wait to, to hear from you. Like, start from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I will start first about myself again and with my work BBP. So um, of course, once more, I am Abu Karim Kamara, aka Stylish. Of course, people call me Stylish because I play bike tricks. So whenever I play bike tricks, like the X Games game in this case. Ah, okay. <laughs> Is that so your name? I, Yes. So whenever I did that, like I would get out of the crowd and started calling me stylish. So <laughs> I'm going with that name. So um, being stylish on the bike and also working with bikes and made me popular with this name, country and the world. So with that, um, it's all um, going on popularly because I sustainably work with bikes. And as I said before, it is my biggest passion. But with that, the, the main thing that makes me get the joy and happiness is working with Village Bicycle Project. You know, because whenever I see bikes, Whenever I put people on the bikes, it's like I'm putting smiles on their face. It makes mm. them happy. So that is one thing I love. So with Village Bicycle Project, it helps support sustainable transportation in the country and Africa. Of course, Village Bicycle Project working with different bicycle partners in Europe and America, and more especially with World Bicycle Relief, helps a lot in promoting sustainable transportation. Mm -hmm. For my programs in Sierra with Village Bicycle Project, we normally ship bikes to Sierra Leone, get them from Europe and America, ship them to Sierra Leone. After shipping them, we'll work on them because most of the bikes they donate, people donate are broken bikes. We have to fix them which also creates empowerment because I employ local mechanics, give them jobs on bikes. So with that, um, we, we find and support students who trek eight, seven to eight miles every day to school. Imagine how hard it is. They walk seven to eight miles every day. And there is a big risk, more especially for the girls. Imagine your girl child walking seven to eight miles every day to come to school, 40 miles total, seven miles to and fro, 40 miles total. And which simply means your girl child can be exposed to danger, 
to get early teenage pregnancy. One of the reasons for that is that um, whenever your girl child is working long distance to come to school, the challenges you will face in one, you will face in fatigue, despite poor performance in school. And the trick here is, he's exposed to men like commercial motorbike riders that are riding motorbikes. So maybe for a day, they will give her a bike for free. Maybe the other day, they will say, okay, you need to be my girlfriend or have sex mm -hmm. with me before I give you a ride. So with that, the teenage girls are always exposed to early teenage pregnancy when they walk this kind of distance. So with my Village Bicycle Project, we always support um, girls and boys that are walking six to seven miles every day to school. And our biggest aim and objective is to promote their transportational needs. That is one. But the biggest one is to promote their education as well. So mm -hmm. for that reason, I created a data like where I can able to know exactly how the bikes are going to create an impact to these beneficiaries. For example, um, like what we have as an organization is very small. Like, you know, we only have 500 bikes in the container. Then imagine Sierra has 7 million population. And out of the mm -hmm. 7 million, we have um, 4 million people that are young people. So imagine you just have 500 bikes. If you just give them this way, you can't give the right people. So you have to be systematic of which you have to find beneficiaries. So we, we receive application all across the country okay. for people to get on bikes. So, but we choose the places where they need bikes most. Okay. Yeah. So we do, receive, yeah, do, sorry, ahead. do you go out of Sierra Leone or are you just in Sierra Leone or do you help like other uh, countries in Africa? We go... Yeah, are you there? Yes. Come again, please. Yes. Ask the question. Uh, oh, um, so do you, you service and you help just um, villages and cities in Sierra Leone? Or do you go, or is this uh, across Africa? Yeah, we, we uh, presently our operation is between Ghana and Sierra But I, oh, okay. for my... For my operations in Sierra Leone, I always try my best to send bikes to neighborhood country like Liberia and Guinea. And even okay. at some point, at some point, I sent bikes to Senegal in a community called Tambacunda. Okay. So, yeah. So these um, works, you know, makes me very happy because, for example, for school-going children, if I want to support a particular community with bikes, I'll go to the school. First thing I will check, I need to check their school master sheets, checking on their grades. I need to see if they are doing well on three or four main subjects like mathematics, English, science, and social studies. Okay. And also I will check on their attendances. I need to see if their attendances are poor, I will put it on record. Then I need to see their um, time, time of arrival in school, all of that I need to see. So that is the trick. So whenever you go to school to do this verification or check, you will think like you are looking for the most smartest students, <laughs> like you want to give them gifts because they are doing well. Mm -hmm. So my project, Village Bicycle Project, is looking for students that are really doing bad in school, they are doing very poor performance in school. Like, for example, they arrived late in school, they didn't arrive on time, they did bad on various subjects, mm -hmm. of which I'll be very happy to send bikes to that particular community. Wow. So, yeah. so you, do you do you work with the schools themselves to um, identify students that are in need? Of, of course, yes. Yeah, I okay. Yeah. 
So with that, um, of course, before you apply to me, you have to explain the challenges the students are facing that makes right. you apply for the bias. So this I have to then go with my research and see how we can help the bias. So, so does do the teachers help with that? Like they obviously know their students. They're like, okay, well, yeah. these three people, I know they live like further away. Sometimes, sometimes they help. But sometimes they try to help the wrong way because they know it's an opportunity maybe for uh, getting the bike. So we use our own capacity to okay. check and see who is the person, if indeed he is doing as the way the teacher said. So that is why we go through the school master sheet and check on their, their performance, check on their uh, uh, attendances. So after we check, we go we try to send bikes. Then after we send the bikes, we have to come back to the school. We need to see the changes. If you are not coming to school before on time, now that you have a bike, you should come to school on time. If you are not doing well before in school, now that you have a bike, you should, do, you should be doing well. Because the reason being is, before when they don't have bikes, why do you have poor grades on math, English, and this? So I say, oh, I came far in the morning. I have to walk and I didn't eat. When I come to school, I am very tired, so fatigued. So I have to be, so the, like the first 40 minutes or 60 minutes class is this in it. That's long distance working. So fatigue always telling them they don't have chance to concentrate. So that is why we do like an identification process where at least we can able to identify the beneficiary and support them with the buy. So with my data programs, I always use to analyze of which the impact I have created in people's lives for the bikes I support them with. You know, wow. and with, with Village Bicycle Projects, I always try very hard to empower people through bicycle. Like training local mechanics, more especially women, open their own bike shop, which they want for themselves. They make really? And yeah. So with that, it really helps not only sending you to school, giving you a job, and making the community to know you and respect who you are because you are helping the mobility system in Sierra Leone. How many women do you have um, who've opened up bike shops and that work with you? Really, I have um, three women that has their own bike shop. Oh my God, that's amazing. Yeah. Did So did you recruit them and coach them and, and teach them and give them like the, the framework to, to start? Um, yeah. Um, what I will do, I will host a bicycle mechanic training for them. Okay. And okay. after the mechanic training, they walk to my shop. Today I have a bike shop. Where they will train, and after they master, then we try to locate in one part of the country where we have more bikes, then we can open their own bike shop for them as a business. They can sell parts, then fix bikes for the community people and make a living out of it. And we have one successful one, like Aisata Samamunde. She has her own bike shop in Lakemi. And her bike shop has made her so popular. And she has been the first person to do a wedding on the bicycle in uh, <laughs> 2019. I will send you some pictures. Oh my God, yes. She did a wedding on the bicycle, which went virally. Lots of people interviewed her. And her husband met her in a shop. So from there, they met mm -hmm. and they got married. Wow. Yeah. So that like, wow. Okay. So how did, let's go back to you being awarded the young philanthropist of the year. Like, yeah. So with my, whoa. With, yeah. With my work, um, people, I got popular every day, but not the, the popularity is not like doing fun things. It's like doing things that creates or changes people's life. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, um, like I hate giving money free because money is not free. You mm -hmm. have to work for it. But 
Sierra Leone is the hardest country, like during the rainy season. Kids suffered so much out of um, hungry and parents are not making money to send their kids to school. Right. So I started an August summer feeding program of which um, I always raise money from people outside of Sierra whenever they supported me. So I don't use, I use that money to support local farmers as well. The local farmers, we, we grow crops and rice and that mm -hmm. rice I will use to feed 100 kids mm -hmm. every year. Last year, I feed 1,000 kids, then wow. take them classes. So on that program, I was able to employ over 150 teachers, pay them in a month, in one month. This mm -hmm. is so they take the kids' class, teaching them mathematics, English, and science. Because I can't just cook the food. The, the kids come and eat it for free. I don't have, you know, I don't have nothing to give them for them to pay it back in return in the future. Because mm -hmm. as you know, education is a power to man. Yeah. And if they eat the food and they got educated in mm -hmm. the future, they also be able to support short program and they all also able to support to, to be independent because they can work, they can able to do support their own family. And most of the families and most of the kids that I am supporting, they are less privileged kids and some are mm -hmm. orphans. Their parents died during the Ebola. So I have to look from the funding I always raise. If um, there is enough, I will send some to school. I will send, buy them uniform, pay their school fees, send them to school. Rather than they keep on walking in the streets, you know, begging for food and this kind right. of stuff. So originally, what inspired me to do that? I was once a victim like that when I was growing up. I lost my dad at an early stage, and we are stranded with my mom, and she cannot able to take care of me. And one of my aunts took me away from her. And we live with my aunt, and even my aunt was living in an extreme poverty. We always said do not to survive. So in the community where I live, a man managed to send me to school. But in Sierra Leone, here we only eat one meal a day, not like in the Western world, you eat three meals a day, you have breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So what I when the man asked me, like um, which school do I want to go? So I know like uh, I was very um, anxious, like every day when I wake up in the morning, I would like to have my first meal. But in the home where I live, we can only have one meal for the rest of the day. So when this man asked me, I, I was helping my mom to sell kerosene. So that helped me to know many schools around the community. And later I learned that there is a school where they prepare meal then for the kids who go to school there. So I try very hard to go to that school. And I will eat, I will eat one meal in that school. Then when I come to my house, another meal. So now I have two meals. Oh. It, makes me, <laughs> it makes me more focused and perform well in school. Then help right. my sell the kerosene and the donuts she fried. So that is what inspired me. And it's like, um, paying back and even do more. You know, right. I always want to support people that are less privileged to give them the opportunity. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be happy alone. I want other people to be happy as I am. So right. That is why with the cycling project, feeding the kids, supporting farmers, you know, providing clean water for communities. That is why I'm there. And that is why they awarded me the youngest philanthropist. Wow. So that award, was it like, um, that was given from the country of Sierra Leone? Yeah, of course, yeah. And you do a lot of your stuff around Lausanne. Around Lausanne and beyond Lausanne. 
Okay. So you do go, yeah, do you do go out like beyond? Um, yeah. Oh my gosh. Like <laughs> more people need to listen to this and, and just understand the magnitude of, um, you know, what, what some people go through. I'm so you were able to go through school and graduate from high school. Yeah. Yeah, of course. And then you went on, did you start your business out of high school or did you continue your schooling? Um, out of high school. Out of high school. All right. And so let's talk about um, that time you met the American, yeah. Mr. Peckham, and, okay. and how that impacted like where you are today. So it's an interesting story. So All just right. as Let's I settle in, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> just as I started explaining earlier. So I opened my when I migrated to Rosa after I came from Freetown. So I was as an apprentice because the first three months I have nothing to do. Is this so after you of, graduated from high school? No. In my first year in high school. Okay, okay. Yeah, because the main reason why I migrated from Freetown to Rosal, because life is so expensive in Freetown, short right. in a way that my aunt cannot able to support. So I heard of this school in Rosal where there are some people from Europe um, giving scholarships, supporting less privileged people to go to school. So that is why I migrated to Rosa. And when I got enrolled in one of the schools, then I, I noticed that, I realized that I have a skill. Then I should start fixing bikes again because I was doing that in Freetown where we live with my aunt. I, after selling the currency, I would just hang up in the bike shop. So when I came to Rosa, like I first be an apprentice again with one man, then later from the school where I'm attending, six of my friends has bicycles. And the, all of their bikes has problems. So I noticed that. <laughs> then I tell, I tell my friends, like, I'm a bicycle mechanic. I can fix your bikes. He said, really? I said, yes. So I helped them to fix their bikes. And those of my friends, they started popularizing me by telling uh -huh. other people, we have our friend. He knows how to fix bikes. Then I started seeing people coming, coming. I was doing it for free. Then I started collecting money. And the money I collected was able to support me, then even support others. Then later, my friends started seeing me living in a better life. They are so impressed. Then they started joining me in the local shop. So it's there, the American man came by David Peckham. So when David came, he stopped by my shop. When he stopped, he asked, who is the mechanic? I said, I am. Are you a bicycle mechanic? I said, yes. He displayed his professional bicycle tools. He said, do you know this? I said, no, I don't know because it was my first time of seeing those tools. And we are 14 in numbers in that local shop by then. 14 of us, we are there including me. And Dave um, showed me, like, these are bicycle tools. I said, really, how can you use them? He said, do you have a bicycle? I said, yeah, then flip the bike over. I can show you how to use them. So he showed me, he teaches me in front of everybody, then with the hope that he will give me the tools for free because he's <laughs> a white man. So. After that, Dave said, do you like my tunes? I said, yes. Hey friends, we're gonna take a quick break and I'm gonna tell you about a workshop for indoor cyclers, Peloton riders, Swift riders, outdoor cyclists that is so revolutionary, you'll wonder why you've never heard about it. So we all know that improving your cycling skills whether inside or outside is important but how do we know what we need to train and how to get started 
Let me just add that this workshop, like I mentioned, is perfect for indoor cycling and anybody who rides on the Peloton. So the good news is that there is a lot of ways to improve your cycling skills. You could take a class or hire a coach, follow a friend or continue struggling year after year. But these options can be expensive and time consuming. The solution? I have created an online cycling skills workshop for female cyclists. It's a safe environment where I go over the four essential skills that I have ident identified as a cycling coach working and coaching over 900 women in the past 14 years, building confidence as cyclists. So here they are. The four areas are pedal stroke efficiency, hill climbing, straight training, and speed with an added bonus on nutrition. This workshop will cover these essential skills in four one-hour sessions where I will explain, demonstrate, and have you practice the skill. At the end of each workshop, homework in the way of drills will be handed out for you to practice. It's the fastest and easiest way to get all the essential cycling skills that you can apply immediately, either online or outside on the road. The recordings are also available. As an additional bonus, you will have access to weekly live strength training workouts and yoga. In just four weeks, guaranteed, this workshop can turn or any cyclist into a better rider, no matter what their skill level bike they're sitting on. So how do you register? You go to cyclingskillspro.com and register for one of our monthly workshops. I look forward to sharing my cycling skills and tips to help make you a more skilled, confident cyclist on the road, on your Peloton, on Swift, or indoor trainer. See you there and see you online. Dave said, you like my tools? I said, yes. He said, I am selling my tools. So I, 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 I was so thrilled with the tools. I felt so impressed. And before I only have two tools, but these two tools, we are the magic tools. I can do everything. Everything but, with them. Yes, <laughs> I, have, I have a plier and so three tools, a plier, 10 meter, uh, 10 millimeter spanner and, and, and an allen key, just one. So with these other tools, Dave showed me like, I said, wow, I need these tools. But my colleagues, they were laughing at Dave, like he's a poor white man. Why did you want to sell his tools? Why can't he just give you for free? So like I said, no, I can buy these tools. And I buy those tools from Dave. My money was not enough for by then. So I made an appointment with him. I took his, his contact address. We went back to, I, we made an appointment for meeting by 9 a.m. in the morning. And from there, I went there at 8.30. So um, not knowing that Dave has learned about black people don't respect her like the African people. When you tell them to come at night, they will come like 10.30. So like I was at his door waiting. Then he wake up, then met me at his door at around 8.40. He said, so you are here? I said, yes, I am here to buy more tools. From there, we started discussing, discussing, we became friends. He said, why am I so interested on bikes? Am I so interested on buying the tools? So I became best of friend with Dave. And from there, we started moving around, exploring him to the community, showing him more about people. So not knowing that Dave is this kind of person that moves um, all bikes organization that ships to ship bikes to Africa. Then also Dave is a founder of a bicycle charity, like the Village Bicycle Project that oh. I am working for. Okay. So, but they have been operating in Ghana since 1999. Oh, so wow. when, yeah, so when he met me in Sierra Leone, with a kind of heart and story that I have, makes him so impressed to extend the charity here. So mm -hmm. yeah, it all started. And as I said, we became best of friends with Dave. We even lived together 
and I make sure that I be so open up, honest, try to protect it in either for people not to bully him because like he's a foreigner and he wants to know about the community. And I became so friendly, share everything common with him. So even when we are moving around, they said he's a poor white man. So from there, <laughs> he went back to the States and I tried to contact him back to come for Econ. Then from there, we decided to establish Village Bicycle Project, which has touched and impact millions, millions of people's lives in Sierra Leone. Because for the year, we'll ship more than 2,500 bikes. And imagine 2,500 bikes almost going to 7,500 people. Because one bicycle can support more than three people. One bicycle oh. and put smiles on people's face. So this has helped and create impact in people's lives so much with the meeting of David Beckham and the team of Village Bicycle Project. Because I met them in, in the States in 2018, I was there. And this year again, I, I wanna make a trip there to meet them. Then, you know. He's American? He is an American, yes, yeah, sure. Oh, I thought, I thought he came from the UK. Oh no, American no. David Beckham. Yeah, okay. So where in, in the States is he? He lives in Boise. Boise, Idaho. Idaho. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. So so then so then you've got your um your like the organization happening. Um yeah. when did the tour of Lucerne start? Because that's another thing that you 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 manage and you organize. I mean, you organize a lot. Like, yeah. I'm really really impressed. Like, I'm blown away. <laughs> like everything I, you do, that's amazing. And you're 29. Yeah. Like, imagine the next yeah. 25, 30 years, what you're gonna do. Like, crazy. Yeah. So um, I started the Tony Lusari 2015. Sorry. Yes. No, we did the first one in 2013, then Corona came. Oh, Corona <laughs> came, we stopped. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. not the Corona, Ebola. Oh, Ebola. Ebola. Okay. Oh, that's even before. Okay. Ebola outbreak came, we stopped, then we start again in 2016. From right. 2016 now onwards, we are on it. We are on the sixth edition of the Tony wow. Rosa. Yeah. And it's growing and growing. It is growing, growing, growing. In 2019, it has an international recognition that reached one of the biggest cycling websites in the world, Cycling Tips. And in 2020, we are able to reach Nicole, which makes the Jersey and Sierra Leone cycling jerseys as well. And 2021, we are able to meet one of the world's biggest nutrition companies in the world, Science and Sport, that is supporting the tour. And this year, again, we have more people that are interested, like African Cup, Mohammed, and mm -hmm. also with a, a UK-based company, Centros, is supporting the tour this year. Then we expect more local support from other companies or private people. But the goodest thing I want to tell, keep on, keep on telling people, like, um, because I want to tell people, like, Sierra Leone is a peaceful place and it's a nice place to cycle. You can enjoy cycling and get an everlasting experience. Mm -hmm. so, and, um, the, and for our young people here, because uh, I, what I learned from them, all of them, their ambition, the only thing cycling is more always successful in Europe and America. And what I used to tell them like, with this we are doing, we can make cycling be like we it is in the Western world. So mm -hmm. with that, we are all happy doing it together. Either you are riding, working with me, you or whosoever I work with. But it's a very good place to cycle and can have an everlasting experience from cycling here. Yeah. Oh my gosh! If you weren't so far away, <laughs> I would yeah. come and visit you. Now that I know so many people in the area, um, yeah. it, it seems 
less uh, intimidating, I'll have to say. So to you said you honest, yeah. coming, you're coming to Australia. When are you coming to Australia? Oh, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I said, if I could, I, I, you know, I just feel less intimidating, intimidated knowing more people and that um, there's such a good cycling uh, culture there. Um, sure. Even like um, I mentioned that I was speaking with somebody in Cape Town um, and the cycling there as well. I know it's very far apart, but um, yeah, like you're fascinating. Okay. Do, do you have a team that helps you or do you just like uh, really, have different people? Well, really, I have a team that's helped me. Um, but it's all like a to agency. No, like everything you do. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> like everything yeah. you do. So that, is, you know, that is one thing that makes me happy. I have a team, I have a local team here. And whenever we are organizing the Tony Lusa, they are so happy to work with me. And they are so happy because and cycling is becoming part of their life now. And before, like, you right. just knew when I was just moving down crazily. And, you know, but they are so happy. I have a team that's, that is included, both men and women. And we, the team is becoming bigger every day because people want to volunteer, want to come and help, want to you know, give their own support. Right. And get more people on bikes. I mean, that's the that's just the nature, like both of us. Like I, I have a women's cycling club here uh, where I live and I, and I help and I teach women how to ride bikes and it's uh, the most rewarding thing. It really is. And like you, it's a huge passion for me as well here. So like, wow, you're doing so many amazing things. Where can people find you and um, I imagine there's a place where people can donate. Is there a place for donations um, for one of your charities? Like the charities like uh, the your uh, Village Bicycle Project? Well, um, we are in Lozar. You can check on my website. Uh, I live okay. in Lozar. Uh, Village Bicycle. Okay. Yeah. Didn't get any of that. So you have to start back um, with talking about your website. Yeah, um, you can check on the bicycle project, Sirelli. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. So Village Bicycle Project, Sierra Leone. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you want to check on the charity, you want to support us. You want to donate a bike if you're in Europe or America, you want to donate your bike. Oh, okay. So let's, let's just, I have a question about that. Um, how do you donate a bike? Like say if I'm here in Montreal or okay, Ottawa, where, are you, where are you living really? Well, let's just say Montreal because Montreal is kind of the big hub of oh, transport. Yeah. So, um, in before, I think we used to collect bikes in Canada, but I okay. I have to ask my executive director to put you in touch with that. Or if really you want to partner with Village Bicycle Project to okay. at least get a shipment from Canada once a year, mm -hmm. that will help because a shipment. What's a sh of yeah, what's a shipment look like? Like, does it come in a container? Do you fill one container with bikes? Like. What does that we look fill, like? We fill one container with bikes and spare parts. And all the bikes okay. are donated bikes from people. So if you are there, you ask people to donate their bikes. And, you know, they can come to Village Bicycle Project and we can help reach, we can help those bikes and find a good home that changes lives here. For example, on our women's program and on all our school education program, support farmers, and other local people with bikes. Do you take any kind of bikes, like kids' bikes, or do they have they have to be functional? Like, what do these bikes gotta look like? We take um, kids' bikes, but they have to be in good shape. Even we don't need bikes with broken frames because of no right. use to. Of course. But yeah. if like 
maybe someone might donate his or a bike that you realize is broken, you can send it, we can fix it, but we can give it live. Then some people will donate their bikes that is in good shape and just put them in the container. Um, okay. Okay, so quickly, um, so you don't take kids' bikes that, well, obviously no broken frames because that's useless. Um, yeah. And you fill up a container. Now it, you send it straight to Sierra Leone on a, a shipping container or that must go somewhere else? Yeah, uh, straight to Sierra Leone on a shipping container. So we let me just tell you things that we take. We collect mountain bikes, road bikes for the cyclists here. Because road bikes are very hard to get, but with the work I do, it helps support cyclists with road bikes, both in Freetown and Lozar and across the country. Like we support flames with road bikes and with cycling gears. So we take cycling gears, youth clubs, spear parts, mountain bikes, road bikes, kids' bikes, and all of these we take to support our work here. What about, um, and I'm just thinking of the, the amount of parts that are, sh are shot in the garbage, like old chains, like chains. We, we take old chains. We take them because all of these, they, we can give their lives here. They work. We oh, take I know. Like, seriously. Yeah. We take yeah. old chains. Yeah. We take um, tubes, old tube tires. Don't hesitate to put them in a the container. We take tires. We take um, saddles, right. you know, we take gloves, handlebar gloves, we take so many things. Just like we don't need broken things that don't have no use right. here right. to come. But like, even if you put used clothes, used shoes, they have life here. Because oh, those can feel in the container. Yeah. yeah. Cause uh, yeah, I, I totally agree. Like you can give an old, a, a chain, an old life, like even a cassette that's yeah, being cassette, tossed. Yeah. Like rims right. as well. We can take them. All right. Well, let's see what we can do. Oh my God. My, my brain is clicking, but this has been amazing. Um, yeah. I wonder how much it costs to get a shipping container shipped from Montreal to Sierra Leone, Africa. Um, but there's a lot of bike shops around here. Yeah, if you, if you want me to send you pictures of my work. Um, oh, I don't, I believe you. It's just you logistics. No, just yeah. like what, what I mean, maybe one of the fundraising to ship the container to Sierra Leone and that's what well, we Yeah, anyways. We're going to talk offline, um, okay. but thank you so much, Abdul Karim Kamar, aka Stylish. Um, this has been an amazing, like, um, wow. I mean, there isn't a reason why any of us can't get your address and ship you used stuff that we like typically are getting rid of. Because I know I've given out stuff to, um, Cuba, the sent to Cuba, like old jerseys, things like that. Um, yeah. Even from our cycling club that okay. don't sell, you know, it's like, where do we, where do we ship them? Where can we give them? Um, and now I have your address. Yeah. yeah. Sure. <laughs> Perfect. So one question, please. One mm -hmm. question. So you said you have a female cycling team. So, so how often did your female team cycle? Do you take part in the races? Do you? Um, so for me, I used to race. I raced from 2005 to 2013. Um, I now, like my club is not a race club. It's a cycling club. Uh, it's not a race team. It's a cycling club. So a lot of my girls, um, my masters, so it's average age is 50. Mm -hmm. um, we participate in a lot of events like Grand okay. Fondos. Uh, gravel is now getting big in, uh, in um, you know, around Canada, United States. Um, so yeah, and so I'm getting, I'm getting fit again to participate competitively. Yeah. In, maybe, in events maybe, this summer. If you want to come down to participate in the tournament at some point. <laughs> oh, well, some point. There's always uh, 
yeah, I mean, yeah. I've got lots, lots of years to consider going and traveling when things change, right? Sure. <laughs> Nobody's going anywhere right now. But uh, I mean, there's so many things that I would like to do now that I meet more people like yourself. So, but thank you so much. Um, I really appreciate, and I hope our listeners have taken away something. Um, if you want, definitely contact Stylish here. His contact information will be below if you have, you know, items that you want to donate, like simple parts that you're getting rid of. Um, clothing, kids' clothing, I imagine women's, you know, like cycling related uh, items. So with that, thank you very much. I appreciate you so much um, and what you're doing over in Sierra Leone, Lynn Lunar. Have a great day. And you too, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for spending this time with me on the Secrets from the Saddle podcast, learning more about sighting people, places, and things that make cycling such an exciting sport. I am so glad you stopped by today. Please leave me a review if you feel so moved to do so. I would love to hear your feedback. And if you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would enjoy it, I would be forever grateful. Also, if you could please leave me a review, if you feel so moved, by going to iTunes and leaving me an honest thought and an honest comment, telling me what you think, and most importantly, tell me what you'd like to hear more of. It would really help me to bring more great, inspiring cycling stories to you. Until then, have an amazing day. Make sure you ride your bike. And don't forget to visit my YouTube channel if you'd like to see the full version of this podcast live.